This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending October 22nd of 2022, what's ahead with the Fed's next meeting, the decline of the urban office, and the hybrid workplace challenge. I'm Kathy Fedke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Let's begin with economic news from this past week and forward-looking news about the Fed's next meeting. Federal Reserve officials are set to hold their meeting on November 1st and 2nd and will likely approve a three-quarter percent rate hike. They'll also be discussing the size of a potential rate hike in December that many economists foresee as a smaller increase. Fed Governor Christopher Waller said in a recent speech, we will have a very thoughtful discussion about the pace of tightening at our next meeting. The jobless rate went down by 12,000 applications last week as the effects of Hurricane Ian disappeared. Initial claims dropped to a three-week low of 214,000, which indicates that layoffs are still very low. Despite all the turbulence going on economically, the low number means that the job market is still very strong. U.S. Housing Start did a big reversal in September. They were up 13% in August and dropped to a seasonally adjusted 8.1% last month. On an annual basis, they were down 7.7% in September. When you separate single-family homes from apartments, new single-family starts were down 4.7%, and a big 13% for multifamily. Residential building permits were up 1.4% to 1.5 million, which beat some analysts' expectations. The numbers reflect weakening demand in the midst of high prices and shortages. Homebuilder sentiment is also suffering. The National Association of Homebuilders' monthly confidence report shows the index dropped 8 points in October to just 38. Anything under 50 is considered negative. It's the 10th month in a row that the index has fallen, and it's now the lowest it's been since August of 2012. Just one year ago, the index was at 80. Existing home sales continue to drop further as the housing slowdown continues. According to the National Association of Realtors, they were down a seasonally adjusted 1.5% in September to an annual rate of 4.7 million homes. It's the eighth month in a row that existing home sales have declined. If you exclude pandemic interference with the market, sales haven't been this low since September of 2012. Looking back one year, sales are off 23.8%. Buyers are being cautious as the market changes. The median price for an existing home was down in September from $389,000 to $384,000. Inventory is also dropping. It was down 2.3% to 1.2 million homes last month because many people are simply staying put and not selling. Homes are typically staying on the market for 19 days, which is up from 16 days a month ago. Before the pandemic, homes were averaging one month on the market. Mortgage rates have topped 7% for some lenders, but Freddie Mac says the average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 6.94%. That's up two basis points from the week before. The 15-year was up 15 basis points to 6.23%. And in other news-making headlines, vacancies are rising for urban office space as leases expire and companies change their workplace strategies. A report by Marcus and Millichap shows that urban office vacancies rose 550 basis points from the beginning of the pandemic until June of last year. They've risen more slowly since then, 
but they're still up 30 basis points since June to 18.6%. Meanwhile, suburban office vacancies have gone down 30 basis points, and rents are up 2.9%. The report in Globestreet.com says that suburban properties continue to be more resilient than their urban counterparts. They're also much cheaper to rent at about two-thirds the price. This reversal is working well for some companies with employees who now prefer the suburbs, although decisions on return-to-work policies are still very much in transition. A recent survey by the Building Owners and Managers International says that 86% of the respondees feel that the office environment is still vital for a successful business, but 71% say they will continue on a plan to facilitate some amount of remote work, even if COVID disappears entirely. Only 15% of both employers and employees support full-time remote work. One of the big questions is, how hybrid should an office space be? Although each company will be unique in what works best, finding that sweet spot is difficult. Sociologist and author Tracy Brower says that some younger employees may want to spend more days at the office, but many employees want more emphasis on remote work. Brower says, People need plenty of choices about where, when, and how they work, and that a continuing conversation is needed to answer questions concerning engagement, performance, and other workforce behavior. At this point, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. Well, that's it for today. Check the show notes for links, and remember to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I'm Kathy Fedke, and thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.